Hi, everyone. This is Shirin Shafazan, and today I have the honor of being with uh, two very exciting people, Dr. Mihaela Teodoresco and Dr. Robert Owens, the chair and the chair-elect for the programming committee of the um, um, SRN. And uh, today we want to give you guys a brief uh, but uh, good glimpse of what programming is available out there in at the ATS meeting, and for that, uh, first listen to this podcast and then go to the uh, advanced program that is available for the details. So, Mihaela, thank you for being here with me, and um, if you could let us know, uh, introduce us to what's new and exciting in the programming this year. Uh, Shirin, thank you very much for organizing this. We are very uh, excited to share um, uh, highlights from our our uh, program this year. Uh, it's been an exciting year where we uh, work uh, very closely with our membership as well as um, uh, members from outside uh, communities to our assembly to bring you uh, a very rich program uh, that uh, features uh, news-breaking uh, data, um, uh, content jointly with new communities uh, and new session formats uh, that we have uh, programmed. Um, we are excited about uh, the data that's going to be presented on the topic of cardiovascular uh, uh, comorbidities and uh, central sleep apneas. This uh, complements um, um, the central sleep apnea postgraduate course that is going uh, to take place on Saturday. Um, in addition, we have a session where new serve hf uh, data will be highlighted as part of a joint mini-symposia on Monday morning uh, entitled High Impact Leg-Breaking Clinical Trials. Um, and uh, we also have a cardiovascular uh, content uh, as part of the mini-symposia entitled after survey chest, now what, where new directions for what's hot and new directions for research in, a, uh, in this particular area will be um, emphasized. Uh, that mini-symposia also features a keynote speaker, Julian Payton, from uh, University of Bristol in UK, who will inform us uh, about exciting data on targeting carotid body. Uh, as a new therapy for cardiovascular and related uh, morbidities. Um, in addition to these uh, news-breaking data in the cardiovascular sleep arena, um, uh, one of the um, important highlights of our program is the uh, new formatting tracks that we thought about when organizing the content. The aim of these tracks is to uh, bring new communities to our assembly uh, and there, there are several tracks that uh, we would like to talk about, and I would uh, let my um, colleague, uh, Bob, to start with the uh, uh, sleep uh, in the ICU track. Bob? Yeah, thanks, Mihaela. So for this year at the ATS 2016 meeting, we've designed a series of events that might be of interest to certain people who practice in the ICU or in the hospital and are interested in how patients sleep in the ICU or sleep in the hospital. And it's no surprise that people really don't sleep well uh, because we don't let them sleep well. And we have a few different uh, events that are designed to explore what happens 
when we don't let people sleep very well in the hospital. So starting on Friday, May 13th, is uh, one of our two postgraduate courses, and it's called Sleep and Critical Illness, Bridging the Two Pillars. And so this is a day featuring uh, many different speakers, all focused on how patients sleep or don't sleep in the ICU, what's the state of the art in terms of research, uh, what do we know about sleep in the ICU, and what do we need to work on. So that's really exciting. That, of course, is, a, is an all-day event on Friday. You'd have to get perhaps a little bit early to the meeting, and you do have to register for the course, but we expect that to be very popular, not only with sleep physicians, but critical care docs uh, and hospitalists as well who take care of patients after they come out of the ICU. And um, we have speakers ranging the gamut from clinicians to basic scientists and across all disciplines, including uh, anesthesia, as well as sleep, as well as intensivists. If you uh, want to continue along that track, we also have on Monday, May 16th, we have a poster discussion, which is in the morning, called a, sleep, a State of Unrest, Sleep, Sleep Disorder Breathing in the ICU and Hospital. And this is a chance to learn more about the research that's going on looking at sleep in the ICU and more broadly sleep in the, in the hospital. And I think that there's a couple facets here that are really interesting, really novel data looking at how you can test patients for sleep disorder breathing in the hospital. What impact does that have uh, when patients uh, leave the hospital as well? So that's uh, the second part of that track. I'll also mention on Monday afternoon, there's a basic core symposium called Lungs Can Tell Time, Clock Genes in Lung Inflammation, Immunology, and Sleep. And this is uh, peripherally, peripherally related, but uh, basically this is another way to look at sleep and critical illness and whether or not sleep and circadian rhythms and critical illness may have a part to play in acute lung injury and other problems in the hospital. So that's our ICU track. And again, we're hoping for turnout uh, for, for providers that are intensivists, uh, sleep clinicians, hospitalists, again, from basic science uh, throughout uh, the spectrum to clinical, uh, clinical practice. Another track we have is really uh, looking at in including uh, another large group of people who take care of patients with obstructive sleep apnea, and those are sleep dentists. And we have created a one-day uh, sleep uh, and dentistry track on Sunday, uh, May 15th. So that day starts in the morning. One of our very exciting major symposium is a pro-con debate. And part of that pro-con debate, which is called Controversies in Sleep Medicine, David's, Goliath's, and Some Bloodshed on the Floor. Uh, so sort of a provocative title. But we'll have two, two uh, senior physicians talking about what is the best treatment for sleep apnea. Is it always going to be pap therapy? Or can we use non-traditional or non-pap therapies? So that starts Sunday morning. At noon, we have a Meet the Professor course focused on the role of uh, dentistry in treating sleep apnea. So that's called Chomping at the Bit, Oral Appliances for OSA. Uh, then uh, in the afternoon, we have a mini symposium focused on non-pap therapy. And that's called Does This Mean I Have to Wear That Mask? Non-pap therapies for sleep disorder breathing. And so that's the sort of official program, which you'll see in the ATS uh, catalog, where we have something in the morning, at noon, and then in the afternoon. But also that evening, we have sort of a sleep and dentistry interest group 
that will be open to those who are interested. And it's really designed to build bridges between the sleep physicians and the dentists and try and identify what's state of the art, how can we work together to advance the science and ultimately to improve uh, the care of our patients. So that's a, a dentist track, and that's really on Sunday, May 15th. I should highlight that uh, there's a special one-day rate if people are interested just to come and essentially go through those uh, various sessions. It's really a full day focused on non-PAP therapy as a potential treatment for sleep apnea. So those are two of the tracks that we have. Thanks, Bob. And actually, it really sounds uh, obviously that uh, you both put a lot of thought into the process, and it's in designed in such a way that, um, as you said, you can focus an entire day on a particular track. And also, it doesn't conflict. You know, so if someone, for example, the programs that Mihaela mentioned, if someone wants to go to all of them, it sort of has a sequential pattern to it, so that you don't have to pick and choose between two events that you're interested in. And that really is helpful, I think, to all of us who attend the meeting. Mihaela, what are the other tracks that are available? Uh, yes, we have a, a few more other tracks and also uh, special uh, sessions that we want to highlight. Highlight. Um, on Sunday, May 15th, we have uh, what we call a, a sleeping geriatrics track. It starts with, a, uh, with a workshop um, called uh, Obstructive Sleep Apnea in the Elderly, where uh, there will be a discussion of key clinical questions. I want to mention that this is by registration only, so uh, people have to register early in order to reserve one of the limited number of spots. Um, and uh, in the afternoon, to complement that, there will be a, a poster discussion uh, session entitled The Aging Brain, OSA and Cognition in the Elderly. I will talk about this particular session later that, uh, for one other uh, important reason. Another um, uh, important track we put together in our uh, ongoing efforts to reach to the control of breeding community. We are happy that we were able to put a, a, a track together with them. Um, it starts with uh, um, a discussion, um, a mini symposia uh, that takes place on Tuesday morning uh, entitled From Genes to Motor Neurons, Advances in the Control of Breeding, where really the best science that was submitted to us will be highlighted. In addition, we have a keynote speaker that will summarize the state of the uh, current state of the science in the field. Uh, that's Nino Ramirez from University of Washington. Um, uh, the next day, um, we have, uh, as part of this track, uh, also on very important uh, major symposia, uh, high um, of high interest to us, but also nationally, um, as you all have heard about the epidemic of opioids, uh, a panel of experts will be, uh, was put together to discuss the cannabinoids, cannabimimetics, and opioids uh, effects on sleep and breathing. So that session is uh, taking place Wednesday morning. Um, and also we have a poster discussion uh, session uh, also on Wednesday morning, uh, that uh, um, presents the, the science on bench to bedside translational science in SVB, where 
uh, important content would uh, also be presented related to this topic. Um, these are pretty much uh, uh, the tracks that we put together. In addition, there are a few sessions that I'd like to highlight. Um, uh, reach, uh, this year, we've been able to reach out to a growing um, area of uh, um, uh, interest um, and the community surrounding that uh, related to sleeping athletes. So we have a um, major symposia that will take place Monday morning, May the 16th, on sleep and sleep disorder in athletes, where a very um, uh, prestigious panel of experts will present the state of the science um, as it relates to circadian and sleep disorder issues in athletes, and also um, related to the topic of using hypoxia to modulate uh, performance uh, in athletes. But we also have two keynotes, um, one coach, former, um, um, uh, affiliated, formerly affiliated with uh, Stanford University, uh, Brandon Marcello, who implemented for the first time uh, sleep um, knowledge as part of the Sports Performance Center uh, at Stanford University. And at the end of the session, we bring in the perspective of a um, retired NFL player, Aaron Taylor, who was diagnosed um, and lives uh, with sleep apnea. So this will be both a, a new uh, um, topic as well as a new format to our assembly. Um, uh, getting farther, uh, I want to emphasize that we do have uh, a new PD post poster discussion uh, format this year where we combine a, um, a component of oral presentation aside from the poster discussion uh, component. That's the session that I mentioned on Sunday afternoon, um, the Aging Brain OSA and Cognition in the Elderly, where the session will be introduced with a, um, a two-minute snapshot oral presentation of each poster and uh, using that as an invitation to view the posters by each author. And then the session continues with a, um, a viewing of the posters and at the end a summary discussion. So great. That sounds like a wonderful lineup of programming, and I look forward to it. Um, I'm going to ask very briefly um, for both you and Bob to um, tell us of all this um, tracks and all this programming that's available, what, which is the one that you're most excited about? Mahela first. I'm very excited uh, because of the nature of the session uh, on the um, major symposia that we have Sunday morning, controversy in sleep, medicine, David Goliath, and some bloodshed on the floor. We have very skilled co-chairs to make sure that there is no bloodshed on the floor. But that's going to be very debate. It's a pro-con debate, which always makes it very yes. interesting. Yes, yes. and Absolutely. then uh, I'm very excited, of course, about uh, looking uh, at the new survey chef data that's going to be very informative for all of us uh, in the field. And that's part of the uh, joint um, mini-symposia session, high-impact, late-breaking 
clinical trials that takes place on Monday morning. Perfect. And uh, Bob, what are the two that you're interested in? Well, the you know one of the uh, great enjoyments about having this job is that I've gotten to know many of the people in our assembly and to see all the really cool work that everyone is doing. And we have tried to highlight sort of the most interesting abstracts that we could in a single mini-symposium. So we have on Monday uh, afternoon, the 16th, we have a mini-symposium called The Best of Everything, Hot Topics, and Sleep. And I would, to me, this is the, the don't miss or can't miss because it's really, uh, you know, no matter what you're into, if you're interested in sleep in any way, whether you're a basic scientist or a clinician, you will get to see what is the coolest, most interesting stuff that people are doing around the entire field. And, uh, and, and you'll get it all within essentially two hours. So uh, that's the one for me that's sort of a, a don't miss or a can't miss. And again, it's, it's Monday afternoon, and it covers everything from basic research in neurons, how can you turn the hypoglossal nerve on during sleep, uh, all the way out to clinical practice. So that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Perfect. And, uh, of course, for me and for all of us, the absolute do not miss is the business meeting that's happening Monday afternoon followed by the reception Monday evening, which is a great opportunity to meet uh, fellow members and talk to them in a very uh, nice, uh, casual environment while enjoying a good dinner and listening to someone talk. But it just is a good networking opportunity for a junior faculty and senior faculty to uh, to hang out and to talk and maybe explore different ideas and different uh, collaborative efforts. So I want to thank both of you for taking the time to highlight the programs, the wonderful lineup of programs that you have worked on and all the people who are going to be contributing to this. It's going to definitely be another exciting year in San Francisco with the ATS and especially for the SRN. Thank you, Shireen. Great. Thank you very much, Shireen. Thank you very much, Shirin, and I want to thank uh, the um, program committee and uh, our assembly members for supporting us with their time, as well as the record number of high-quality abstracts and proposals that were submitted this year. So we look forward to see you all in San Francisco.